Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. And Lord, I, I thank you, Father, that we want to hear from you. We want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Well, rest is good, but rest is not what you think. <laughs> okay. You know, a lot of people think when God tell you to rest, you sit up and do nothing and just eat grapes, you know, and chill out. I wish. Amen. You know, God, when he created the heavens and the earth, and then he created man, and on the seventh day he rested. He created man on the sixth day, and on the seventh day he rested. Amen. Not because he was tired, but because he was finished. He was finished. Hallelujah. Now, we're not finished, but we are leaving one era or one season into another one where God wants to reestablish us or reignite us, rekindle us. It's good for everybody to enter into God's rest. When you enter into God's rest, you need something from him. You need so much more. Amen. And so God's rest is a part of his design for us now if it's a part of his design we should have been doing this all along (laughs) and see this is why sometimes we want to give up want to quit want to stop you know we wonder what's going on when we're going through the process it's a scary process it's scary sometimes but god is calling his people into a rest amen now, let me, uh, you know, I always like to get definitions. So let me give you the def. I think I wrote, wrote the proper definition of rest. Amen. Maybe I, maybe I didn't. Amen. Well, I'll just, I'll just wait. I know I wrote it down. We'll wait. So rest is a powerful place of God. And it agrees with the rhythm of God's life. In other words, the rhythm of life is the repeated pattern from day to day that we're supposed to live in. And God's rest lines up with the rhythm of life. Amen. So rest is given, giving God control and spending time with him. That's why rest is good. Rest is not doing nothing. Rest is spending your time with God, allowing him to empower you, strengthen you. How many have been in here? How many of you need strength? I know I do. (laughs) And so this is what entering into God's rest is for, is to empower you, is to take the load off, you know, is to stop us from being religious. Now, how is that? Because religion works you up and keep you working. Got to do this, ought to do that, can't do this. Do you know that's exhausting? Always looking behind you to see if you're doing everything right. Amen. But, and see, rest becomes the law when you start, when religion enters. When you allow religion to enter in, rest becomes the law. We've been redeemed from the law. So when the law comes in, in your mind, 
Then you start that, I got to do this, I didn't do that right, instead of repenting and keep it moving. When the law comes in, then that's a burden. The law is burdensome. I hope I said that, if, if that's a word, amen. Just like the Jewish law. When, you know, that law that worked against or came against Jesus all the time. No working on the Sabbath, no healing on the Sabbath, no preaching on the Sabbath. So it becomes a, a, a powerful tool that Satan uses against people when uh, the law enters in. So if you continue or more often take a rest or enter into God's rest, then the law can't mess with you. Amen. You'll stay away from the law. Because when you rest in God, you're in his presence all the time. Where there's deliverance, there's encouragement, there's comfort, there's peace, there's love, and there's joy. And so when you enter into God's rest, he He uh, clothes you with something that you don't have just in the natural. In natural, you, he, You're clothed with his protection, his love, and his empowerment. And am I making sense? Yeah. Amen. So, in other words, you lose the natural realm when you're in his rest. And the spirit realm becomes your place of, um, the spirit realm becomes your place of, uh, how can I, reality. I'll say it like that. And you're being encouraged, empowered, um, you know, just cleansed. When you're in the rest of the Lord, you're getting delivered. And set free. And so this is why we need the rest. Amen. You know, we're to cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. That's part of the rest. When you're in the rest, you don't worry about things you can't do anything about. You don't worry about, I don't know, who don't like you or who. You don't worry about that stuff. You give that to God. You know, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when you're in the rest of God, all these small things don't matter because what does matter is what you're developing between you and God, a personal relationship. Amen? And when you're developing that personal relationship, nothing else matters because you're feeling the love of God. You're knowing the love of God. You're understanding the love of God and the peace of God comes upon you and it passes all understanding it washes all that minor carnal stuff that don't matter it washes it away amen okay now rest i knew i looked that up that word rest means cease work or cease work or movement in order to relax amen cease the work Cease to move that. That doesn't mean you call in sick from your job. That ain't what we talk. See, I feel ya. Not what we talking about. <laughs> Amen. But when you cease work, you it's like you do less and God does more. And that's the season we're living in right now. Or I should say era. It's a new era. And God is going to do more if we let him. See, God's trying to do more for us. And that's what entering into god's rest is all about letting him do more and we do less but we're sitting at his feet at attention 
um, how can I, drawing from him and, and allowing him to change our hearts, change our mind, change our thinking. And I'm telling you, um, the rest, entering into God's rest is so important because he's changing your mindset. That's most important. You can't go far in this, in this kingdom. I don't care where you are in the world or in the kingdom. You will not accomplish much with the same old thoughts. And you have to allow God to deliver you from a wrong mindset. The word of God, if you read your word, it'll drive out a lot of that stuff. But some stuff, God just has to come and yank us out of, you know. And so staying in his presence cleanses us of all unrighteousness. It cleanses us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me give you another definition of rest. Refresh oneself. It's the refreshing. Recover your strength. Recover strength. And to pause. In other words, put everything on pause. Everything that you think is important, put it on pause. Amen. And put God first. Seek the Lord. Seek God's rest. Because it's also a place of identity. And I think I like this the most. It's a place of identity where you embrace who you are. When you enter into God's rest, you find out really who you are. Amen. And God is, I'm telling you, God is exposing everything that's not like him in this season. There's People are being exposed the devil's plot is being exposed. The snares of the devil is being exposed. Everything is being exposed. So don't worry about nothing. Because if the devil is doing something to you or using somebody against you, God will expose it. Don't worry about that. All you do is stay in the face of God and continue to stay because there's fulfillment in the presence of God. So rest is just being in his presence. And dumping all of that garbage on God. He's already sent his son to the cross so that you don't have to deal with this stuff. It's not yours to do. It's not your cross to bear. You give it all to God. You did that before and do it again if you need to. But it's not your problem. It's not your fight. I'll put it like that. It's not your fight. It's God's fight. And he's never lost a battle yet. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're not comfortable with who you are, you will not seek God's rest. You will not. You know why? If you're not comfortable in who you are, with who you are, you won't seek the rest of God. Because you don't want to hear no bad. You don't want God to tell you something you don't want to hear. See, you'll kind of run from him. But see, God is for you. And if he is for you, who could be against you? So God is for you all the time. And the reason we run from God, we don't know who who we are in Christ Jesus. We're his children. He's our father. He's our creator. He's our mighty great reward. He's everything. He loves us so much. If we could just, he loves us more than parents love their children. We can, he love our kids more than we can love them. He loves our children more than we do. That's just an example of his powerful love. And he'll do anything for us. I'm telling you. And God is, he loves his people. I don't care 
what you've done, it ain't bad enough for God to throw you away. He will never, ever. Now, you may feel like that, but see, we don't walk by feelings. The just shall walk by faith. And you know what that scripture means? It means don't let your feelings get you swept away, you know, with the devil. You, you're a believer. You got Christ in you and he is the hope. When you have Christ, he's the hope. There's nothing less. I mean, there's nothing more than you need. You got it all. Yeah, it don't feel like it, but we don't. I, this is what you have to even tell the devil. I don't live by feelings. I don't, I don't live by how I feel. I live by faith. I, I live by what the word says. Amen. And God's word says that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. That he will in no wise cast me out. And so he, I live by what he's already done for me. And we have to walk in that authority. But you won't if you don't know who you are. If you keep listening to your brain, because your brain ain't going to tell you nothing. <laughs> See, this is the thing. God doesn't talk to our minds. He don't talk to our heads. He talks to your heart. He don't talk to your head. And you know why? Because he know he'll never get anywhere until your your mind is renewed in the in the word of God. And it's some old saints. I've been, uh, uh, what is that, say 40 years, and they still have the same mindset. So it doesn't go by how long you've been knowing the Lord. Because a lot of them sit on the pew. Oh, I bought this pew. I bought a pew in the church that I came from 30 years ago and I left it right there. I said, whoever get it can have it. I don't want it anymore. I don't want that pew. Some of those people, they'll fight you even when they're at home and don't come. Who sat in my seat on my pew? Who cares? You know how they, they get real testy about those pews. I, my whole family bought a pew. And I, when I left, I, I asked God for more. I kept asking him, is there more to being saved? It's got to be more. I want more. And I didn't know what I was, I didn't know I was crying out to God that those words have had power and I would end up somewhere else. You know, God just led me right away from my pew. And well, we were on the second row. I forgot. My pew was on the second row, but, uh, you know, it led me right away from there into the wonderful things that God had for me and um, led me out of that religion. And it took years to get that stuff out of me. Religion killeth. And I started to understand that scripture. Religion killed. You know, religion judges. That is the, that's the judge. Religion, it judges, it compares. Is full of anger. And don't let religion control you. Amen. It's a mindset. But we can all be delivered from that. Amen. See, that's why people didn't like Jesus. That's why they talked about him and, and didn't want him in the church. Because he didn't talk right. He went around healing all those he came in contact with. And they didn't like that. Because they, they wanted that power. But they didn't want to pay the price for it. So, you know, religion is not a good thing. But it has a, that rest, when we enter into the rest of God, 
that's a good religion killer right there to get that religion knocked off of you. Ain't that wrong thinking, that, that, um, what is that reasoning? That's what religion reasons. I always got a weighty equation. It never just says, okay, we got six apples over here and six pears. It's going to say, well, what's the difference? You know, it's going to, it's got to find, it's going to find something because religion is never satisfied. It's never, it's, it judges and it's always got to find some type of comparison or something. It's just never, it always has an answer. See, when you, when you make a statement or when you read a scripture, religion in the back of your mind is saying, but, but what if, or that don't apply to me, or it's just always got to answer the word back. After the word, there is nothing else. There's no answer. Because the word is, uh, what's that? It's solid. It's, it's the final, thank you, it's the final authority. And after the word, there is nothing else. So you got the absolute. What else do you want? But religion is always digging for something else. And that's why we need deliverance from this thing. Amen. Well, that's what the rest of, in the, the rest of God, it's a powerful place. It's a place of God's understanding, a place of peace, a place of a wisdom. See, wisdom is released when you're in the rest of God. So many benefits from entering into God's rest. Amen. If you're not comfortable with who you are, you will never enter into his rest because there's always going to be these questions. Never satisfied. That's religion too. So you'll always, it's kind of like you'll just wind up in a circle. A circle. Always wondering. And that's what religion does. It wonders and it reasons. But God, his word is so absolute and infinite. And that means you can keep going and going like the bunny, the little, and, and that, the energizer bunny. And he's never going to get to the end of, you know, religion. He will never do it because that bunny is just never going to be satisfied with what he's told. Amen. Never satisfied with what he's told. So find out who you are. The Bible tells you who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And embrace that. Embrace who you are. Amen. So don't try to avoid God's rest. Amen. Looking for more work to do. See, some of us, this is religion. It tries to work our way into God's graces. I got something to do or uh, God wants me to go do this and. I need to go past. I mean, it's all right to do all this stuff. Don't get me wrong. But when God tells you to enter into his rest, that's what you must do. See, rest is doing stuff in the natural to feel holy and accepted. Amen. By God. But the more we do, the more we burn ourselves out. You ever heard people say, I'm tired. Christians not supposed to get tired. But we get tired and we want to quit because we get burned out in our brains because you don't enter into the, into God's rest. Well, and we don't enter into God's rest because we don't want to sit in his presence. Got to sit in his presence. 
for to get deliverance. Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you won't enter in. I said that enter into his rest. So let us enter in. Amen. Let's go to Matthew 11. Hallelujah. Matthew 11, verse 28. Hallelujah. 11:28. Entering into the rest of God. Come on, page. Okay. Verse 28, and this is Jesus talking. Well, let me go into 27. It says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son, uh, the Son wills to reveal him. Now, 28 says, come to me. All you who labor, that mean work, and are heavily laden or heavily burdened, and I will give you rest. In other words, Jesus is saying, lay all of that stuff on me. I died for that stuff already. Everything that's bothering you, everything that's opposing you, every enemy that you have, lay that stuff on me. You don't have to fight that stuff. You don't have to. It's not your fight. It's my fight. Amen. We're not in this alone. Hallelujah. God loves us. 29 says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Is that what it says? Yeah, learn of me. For I am gentle and lowly, lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I need to read that in the Amplified. My friend, do you have your? Oh, she got her. She has a real Bible today. I I wrote some of it down in the Amplified. If you can get it, search for it. I'm going to read this uh, in verse 28. I think it says, "Come to me." No, it says, "Are you, are you tired? Are you worn out?" Are you burned out on religion? This may be the amplified, the message. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. See, see, if you come away with the Lord, you will recover your life. You got the amplified on your, if you can get the amplified out. I need, okay. This is the message translation. It says, I'll show you how to take a a real rest. Not a rest like you work all day or you clean the yard or you go to work and you come home and you're exhausted. You fall in bed. You fall asleep. It's, It's not like that. This is a rest for your soul. Amen. This is a soul's rest. It says, walk with me. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. This is the amplified. It says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavily laden and overburdened. See that word overburdened. See, natural rest don't help overburden. It doesn't help that. It says, and I will cause you to rest. I will cause you, cause you to rest. So see, this rest is not coming in the natural 
from you laying down on your bed. Are y'all seeing this? This rest is coming from the Lord. And that's all all of us need. And it says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. So take my yoke upon you and learn of me and I, because I am gentle, meek and humble, lowly in heart, and you will find rest, relief and ease and refreshment and recreation and blessed quietness for your soul. Amen. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is wholesome useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. Thank you. That's the Amplified. Thank you, Sheree. Appreciate it. Okay. Now I'm going to read, let me read the message again. The message translation says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? (laughs) That's a good one. Then it says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Notice it says, watch how I do it. So this is nothing that we're doing. We're not doing this. This is not coming from me crashing. Oh, I was so tired. I went and fell into bed and I crashed for 12 hours. We're not talking about that, although it helps because our bodies have to rest too. But this is a, a, a rest that goes much deeper. Amen. This is a spiritual rest. It says learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced See, if we can live in an unforced life where we just take everything with ease and not press and push against everything, but just receive things with gladness and not fight things in your mind. See, our minds is where the battle is. Amen. And so God wants to relieve us of this torment. Sometimes it's torment. Sometimes it's just agitation from the devil. But it also says, I won't lay anything heavy on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen. And that's the message translation. So I think we need to remember these questions and answer them to God. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me. So this is a thing where you need, where a rest is you get away with the Lord and he empowers you and instilled you with every good thing pertaining to life and godliness that you need to survive and to live, um, how can I say, live comfortable in this life without free from hassle. Free from trouble. Amen. And be blessed. Do you know that the blessing comes in the rest? Or there is, in the rest, there are blessings. And if Deuteronomy 28 talks about all of the blessings 
And then in, later on, I think in 16 or 17 or 18, it talks about the curses. But all of the blessings are received in the rest of God. And that's real interesting because when you are resting, there's nothing for you to do but receive from God. And there's victory in the rest. Everything that you need, everything that pertains to life and godliness is in the rest of God. Amen. So we become tired, weary, and burned out on religion because it's fleshly works. It's fleshly works. What burdens us is religious rituals that provide no peace. They don't, you know what, it it puts you on a high for a little while until you go home. Most of the time, we used to say, until you get home and then start fussing and cussing. But I said, no, it's when you get in the car. (laughs) Amen. When you're on your way home. There's no peace because religion provides no peace. Nothing else will provide peace and joy except the presence of God. Amen. But what we need is rest. And the refreshing, refreshing for our souls. Amen. Uh, verse 29, I'm going to do that one again. And it says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly of heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. It's so good. In other words, Jesus is saying, look, that word yoke, it says, follow me as my disciple. And that's where people get off the bandwagon. Gets too hard for them. see, it's too much give, not enough get. And they get off the bandwagon. Amen. But he says he's gentle, humble of heart. That word lowly means humble. And it, and you will find rest and renewal. And blessed quietness and contentment. When we, I just want to be content all the time. Because all the time it's, you know, the devil just don't want you to be content. And a lot of times he won't let you be. But I'm telling you, the closer you stay to God, the more contentment you will have. Amen. Amen. The religious system is a severe system. Amen. It was a severe system hallelujah and 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 a burden i should say a burden but jesus calls for an open free and loyal relationship and this is his yoke see jesus is loyal more loyal than any person can be so if you got him what more do you need you got the holy spirit amen he lives inside of you He's your comforter. He's your uh, joy. He's your peace. He's your lawyer. He defends you when people accuse you. Honey, he stands right in front of, of, of uh, you and that person, and he pleads your case to them. Amen? Amen. That's, what the, that's the working of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's why it's good to pray in tongues. We'll get to that in a little bit. But that's very important. Uh, to entering into the, the the rest of God. It is a place of contentment. It's a perfect place where we cease from our 
fleshly abilities. In other words, when do we quit trying to do it and allow God to do it for us? That's what rest does. It causes us to stop and say, well, you know what? I'm going to let God do this because I can't. You know how it is when we try everything and we get exhausted. And then, then, then we let God. Then we let God. But we're supposed to start out allowing God to fight our battles for us, to do everything for us. Amen. To lead us, to guide us into all truth. See, this is why we don't end up in truth. Because we don't allow uh, the Holy Spirit to lead us. We don't allow Jesus to fight our battles for us. We want to do it. But it never ends good because, you know, we're not equipped to deal with these things. Because we deal with things in a natural sense. Jesus deals with things on a supernatural basis. Amen. A supernatural level. And so this is why his way works and ours don't. Amen. Hallelujah. So we also cease from striving to achieve on our own. We will never get there. Quit striving to achieve on your own. Let's go to um, Hebrews 4. We all have to allow God to do his part. And he's got this kingdom all set up. He knows what he's doing. There's no... Uh, nobody that's, uh, uh, comes against the rule. Well, but you don't understand. My case is different. No, it's not. It's not different. All of this is, God's got every, for everybody that says they have a, a special, unique case, God has the answer for you too. So he's got the answer for special people. And, and special problems. He has the answer. Hebrews 4.9. Hallelujah. Let's see, what do we have here? Let's start. um, Let's start in seven. It says, again, he designated a certain day, saying it in David today, after such a long time as it has been said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. For if Joshua, I shouldn't have started at seven. Let's start at eight. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Um, there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. There remains a rest for the people of God. Hallelujah. Let's go down to 11. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Oh, I should have done 10. Let's go back up to 10. For he who has entered his rest have himself also ceased from the works of God as God did from his. In other words, don't cheat on God. Because if he entered into his rest after six days of work, and on the seventh day he rested, why are you still working? Cheating. And so this scripture is saying if God rested on the seventh day, why can't you? We have to do the same. We're not better than him, and we're not more powerful. We're not smarter. We're not stronger. We're not faster. We're not better. So why are we still working? You know, it makes you want to think. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And then if you stand behind the word and let the word of God fight for you, the next scripture says the word of God is in 12. It says for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See the, the word of God, you stick with the word. If you don't have anywhere to go, you stay with God and stay with the word. And by the time the word is done with you, you'll be white as snow or, or pure gold. Because this is where what God is doing when he, de- when he delivers us. He's not delivering us for brass, you know. He's delivering us for the gold. Amen. And so we need to remember... All these things, but when you get hooked up in, in flesh and doing things on your own and in your own way, you get caught up in, I don't know, doing it yourself, and God moves further and further away from the situation. Amen. Hallelujah. For he who has entered his rest has also ceased from his work, as God did. So in other words, when you learn how to enter into the rest of God, you're respecting what God did on the seventh day and you're doing the same thing. Hallelujah. I'm going to sit down here for a minute. Rest is a place of contentment. Amen. It's a place of contentment and being in a perfect place where we cease our fleshly abilities. Hallelujah. So we need to continue to be diligent. Amen. To enter into the rest. Hallelujah. Use God for an example. If he needed to rest, we surely do. See, that religion makes us think we're better than God or more powerful. If he rested on the seventh day, you know we need it. Amen. We need it. Hallelujah. We must begin to depend on the Holy Spirit for his help in this rest. Who is able um, to bring us into a fellowship with God. God is able. He's got this thing I said. It's by divine design he, he created this world. And he's doing everything right. And he doesn't care if you're doing everything wrong. He just wants you to drop it and come to him. Amen. Just come to me. All you who are burdened and heavily laden. And I will give you rest. And that's all God really wants. He wants to take over where and and deal with the with the issues that we're not equipped to deal with. But yet and still we hold it and we want to handle things. And we can't. Why? Because the the world's not designed to do that. That's not God's rhythm and his pattern of this world, how he created things. It's not his rhythm and his pattern. Are y'all here today? Amen. I don't know what you all wanted me to come out and talk about, but we talking about rest. Amen. Turning things over to God so he can handle your stuff and do it the right way. Amen. A rest causes a change of pace. And I think this is what God wants most. He wants to change the pace in which we live in. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm doing everything right. Well, still, and you know, and that's good. But God still wants to lead and guide you. He wants you to live by his pace 
And, and when we say that, that's truly breaking out of our old mindset. And I know we all need help in that area. So we're not doing everything right. Because we're doing everything right, I'll put it like this, and thinking wrong. Amen. And see, that's what used to catch me up real bad when I was into religion. I was out of the religious sector, but I was still thinking religious, and I didn't know. I didn't know it, but God really taught me. The more I stayed in his presence, the more I stayed in his word, the more he made these things um, aware to me. And the, the cleaner I got, the holier I got, not the more work I did. Amen. Because God doesn't give out trophies for work. Amen. Now I'm talking about religious works that avail nothing. But, you know, when you're in obedience, when you're doing the obedient thing, when you're obeying God, by all means work. Amen. If he tells you to go and, and pass out bread or uh, pass out bread or whatever it is. That he tells you to do, do it. Whatever he says, do, do it. Amen. Do it. So he's going to ask you to do some things. But when you are trying to do things in your own right or in your own strength, then you get hooked up into religion. And then it's it doesn't help anything. God's not in it. And if God's not in it, it's not going to help your situation. It'll make your flesh feel better. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I feel better. I, I know I feel better. Yeah, because you've been in the flesh. But that stuff only lasts, what, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then you, you feeling bad again. And it's because you need to get in the presence of God and stay there. Amen? And you don't get what you need, go back in there and get some more. Because God is there for you. He loves you so much. You can't, and this is the thing I like about God, we can't push him away no matter how how clueless we are or how rebellious we are. He's still there, amen? He says he'll follow you everywhere to the utmost part of the earth. He'll follow you everywhere. He will not leave you alone. He's not going to lose you again, amen? If He, you make your bed in heaven, he'll he'll follow you there. You make your bed in hell, he'll follow you there. You can't get away from God. Amen? And pressure, if you're feeling pressure, if anybody is feeling pressure, it's never God. God doesn't pressure you. That's the stuff he's trying to get you out of in this rest. Amen? You're never pressured. It's just like um, when, well, okay, I used to look at the bad people. The murder stuff on TV. I don't do it anymore. But uh, this one man was on trial for murder. And he, he murdered some woman at a bar. And they asked him in court, why didn't you stop yourself at that moment? He said, well, she was disrespecting me. And he, they said, but you could have stopped yourself at any time. And he said, well, and he thought, he said, I had to do something. See, the devil pressured him to do something. And so whenever you feel that pressure, it's never God. Never God. Because it's going to come to a bad end. You know, or I'll put it to you, to you, um, theologians like this. 
whatever is not done in faith is sin for you. So if, if faith is not attached to it, you don't do it, you don't say it, you just hang in there with God. Because he's for you, not against you. Amen? Amen. And he will show us in this rest how to execute things the easy way. Amen. Of getting things done. See, God knows stuff have to get done. He knows you have to go to work. He knows you have to clean your house. You better be cleaning it. <laughs> he know we have to go to the market. He know we have to do these things. But when you enter into the rest of God, he shows us how to get these things done easier. With ease. That's what this rest is all about. It's so you won't have such a uh, a hard time. Uh, um, you won't have a hard time accomplishing these things. It'll be easy because his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Amen. And so he wants to show us a more perfect way. Even if we're just, um, well, I'm just trying to follow instructions and do what God told me to do. You know how it gets, or Pastor Shirley or Pastor Barb told me to get this done. I'm just trying to do it. But whatever you're asked to do, God has a more excellent way. He has a more excellent way to get things done. And that's your job to go to him and say, now, God, how do I do this? See, what I always do when I'm given something to do by God or by Pastor Barb or whoever I sit and I ponder and I think and I say, okay, God, show me how to do this, you know. And I have a conversation with him and I wait on him to show me how to get things done. And he showed me and he tells me exactly how to do them. He might not ask me and answer me in five minutes, but if I stay in, in his presence and continue to pray and expect him to come through for me he always showed me how to and this is why i tell people i said give me a minute and let me think about this i used to not understand mac when he you know he always doing his as barb say he does his uh what is that his homework he his thank you he does his research and i used to say oh brother but now i understand what that is, when you ask him something, like maybe it's how to do a project or what's, what's wrong with my car? Everybody would call him. What's, and he said, let me think about that for a minute and I, I'll get back with you. And he'll go do his research and call you back. Yeah. Well, I'm learning how to do that. Now, he's doing it in the natural. But I'm learning what that's all about and I'm getting that done in the spirit realm because I go to God for some instructions when I'm asked something or if I could see, I don't want to tell somebody just anything. That's not who I am. And I'm not going to ask, I'm not, I'm not going to tell anybody to do something I wouldn't do or something I haven't already done. And so I want to think about it and hear from God before I give a response. And so when, when, uh, somebody asks me, or if, even if I know what I have to do, I'll sit and I'll think about it. And I'll let God tell me exactly how I should do it. And that's why it works. When it comes from God, it's going to work. Amen. And so you have to seek him 
or do your research, however you want to put it, seek him and find out what you need to be doing all the time. And that's part of entering into his rest. Amen. See, when we're not in his rest, we get worked up. Now, I'm not saying that sometimes you don't have cause to be worked up. We do, you know, sometimes bad news hit us or, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is when we want to do or choose, if we want to choose the more excellent way, that's not going to come through our flesh or our understanding or our knowledge or our abilities. It's going to come through God and seeking him. And praying and asking him, well, God, what, what do you think I need to do? You know, what, what do you want me to do? And how do you want me to do this? And, and a lot of times, you know, I had an, uh, a situation where I didn't know what to do. I thought God told me to do one thing and, and I didn't, it never got done. And God told me, he said, just rest and chill out. He said, I'll let you know when to do that. And so I don't worry about it. You know, I'm I'm content in any state I'm in. And I learned how to be like that. Amen. And so we have to always consult God on everything. Amen. If you didn't hear his voice, well, I asked and I didn't hear his voice. You didn't stay in his presence long enough. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still the truth. Amen. The Holy Spirit is a sure way of entering into God's rest. And it is the refreshing. And what I mean is praying in the Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go to Isaiah 28. And I'm going to show that to you. Isaiah 28. The Holy Spirit is always the way. Praying in the spirit is the refreshing. Amen. And a lot of people, especially people who are new to the full gospel, uh, whatever, whatever, when they come in from religious, uh, a religious place, whatever, they always say, well, um, what am I saying? You know, and it's a heavenly language. So. One time somebody asked me that. I said, you speak mysteries unto the Lord. And I had just read. I like to read that to people sometime if they need it. And I had just read that to a person. And they still asked me, well, what am I saying? I said, didn't you hear me? I said, you speaking mysteries unto God. I said, you're speaking his language. And, you know, and that's, that's just a religious um, reason why not. To utilize the Holy Spirit in your life. Let's go to verse uh, 11 of Isaiah 28. It says, For with stammering lips and another tongue, we will speak to his this people to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing Yet they do not hear. They don't want to believe that. When you pray in the spirit, you can be weary. That's how you get yourself back together. That is the refreshing. And so it says with stammering lips, lips that move, lips that speak an unknown 
language unto God, speaking mysteries unto the Lord. With stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the rest with which many. It causes many to be weary if you don't do this. Amen. When we were early in the ministry, we were taught praying tongues. Praying tongues. When you feel bad, praying tongues. When the devil's trying to attack you, praying tongues. Amen. If we use the tools that God's given us, we'll be fine. But it says that last scripture that I read. uh, Which one? See, can y'all help me? Hebrews. She's over. uh, uh, No, Avis. Mm -mm. Which verse is it? Okay, let me find it. When it says this is it, the the next one, it says yet they would not hear. See, they don't hear because they don't want to do what God tells them to do. Whatever He says, do do it. Remember, but see, we don't want to do what God is telling us to do because it don't make sense. Amen. Because we reason everything. So if you are told by the Holy Spirit, just pray, just move your mouth with stammering lips. That's what it means, move your mouth. That that's going to make you feel better. It's going to make you feel the refreshing. But it says, but they were not here. Amen. They were not here. Let me read uh, verse 12 again. To whom he said, this is the rest. This is the rest. So you move into the rest, praying in the spirit. I mean, that's it's as easy as that. Yeah. So if you can't find God's presence with stammering lips, now I'm going to read the whole thing again. Verse 11, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest. Amen. It'll bring peace in your house, peace in your spirit. Peace in your mind. Well, it worked, but then it's, you know, I got depressed again. Do it again. And do it longer. Do it all day if you have to. But I'm telling you, the devil will leave you alone. This is the rest. You will enter into the rest. See, if we follow God's instructions, we get nothing but victory. There's nothing but victory in his instructions. Amen. Uh, that re- word refreshing, it means invigorating. When you pray in the spirit, it's invigorating. It's reviving. It also means restoring. Uh, stimulating. Refreshing. Energizing. And rejuvenating. You, you get all that from tongues? Uh-huh. <laughs> you get all that and more. Amen. And enemies flee. The enemy will flee from you. They cannot stand your presence when you pray in the spirit. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. See, faith, you, it, in, when you pray in the spirit, it brings your faith. It makes your faith stronger. Makes your faith work. And so we need to do all of these things. That's why it's so important Because I know when the Lord was telling me to move into a rest, I'm thinking for what? You know, what's going on here? 
but I'm so thankful. See, God know what we need. He knows better than us what we need. And it's been so wonderful. Amen. So that refreshing that praying in the spirit brings. Hallelujah. It makes the weariness and the burdens leave your presence because they cannot stay. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 37. I'm almost done. Psalm 37. Thirty-seven, verse seven. Hallelujah! It says, "Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him, and do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way." Amen. You know how that little. That that little thing that'll come to you and say so and so is prospering. They and she don't do this. She don't do that. You know. See this this is how the devil attacks our mind and attacks our thinking. But it says don't fret. Don't fret because of him who prospers in his way. Look, this is what this scripture is saying. You can work sixty hours a week. And go buy a Cadillac. Or you can worship God. Stay in his face. Obey him and do everything that he tell you to do. And get one and don't have a note. That's what this is saying. Amen. Because you know you work. You you don't work you don't eat. If you work hard you'll have something. That's that goes. uh, That what is it. That law. It works in the kingdom and out of the kingdom. Amen. You go to school, get you a good education, get a good job, make a lot of money. You're going to have something. Now you, you will, but you still won't have as much as a person that's believing because you, you know, most of those people that have like, they throw it away. They give it back to the devil. They spend it up in the bars. I mean, there's a lot of ways to lose your money that you worked hard for over the, the through the week or whatever but i'm telling you if you do things god's way enter into this rest so that god can tell you secrets he can give you wisdom and revelation walk with him in the word and he will show us how to get things done See, when you you put god into the equation he'll show us how to get things done easier and quicker and better with less uh, weariness on you. Amen. Anybody that works 60 hours a week is tired and not happy. Amen. But it's, you're going to have to work hard like that to achieve what God can do for you. Amen. Without the weariness. Amen. So this is why God asks us to do these things. He's He's asking this of us. Enter into my rest. He's asking this of us for us. It's for our betterment. It's to help us in the, and not even in the long run. Right now. And you know, before the week is out, if you obey him, you'll see the results of it. 
as opposed to going against what he's trying to do in your life and you doing things in the natural. You won't see much. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's never, Lord, what am I going to do? Rather, it's God take the wheel. Amen. And I'll shut up and obey you. That's what we, that's what it, that's what it's really about. Amen. It's never about what, cause he doesn't want you to do anything, but cast your cares upon him. Stop doing his job. Do what you're assigned. God's got plenty for us to do. Do what he's uh, assigned us to do and quit doing his part. Cause see you, it, we have a part. We're covenant people. So we have a part, he has a part. Let him do his part. And you do your part. And that's, that's to believe and follow his instructions. Amen. We sometimes miss God because we get busy searching for what we already have. We're asking God, God, when, when? And he said, oh, I did that the other day. <laughs> you know, it's a, oh, when you sit down and think about it, you say, oh, yeah, he did. Have you ever had God answer a prayer and you forgot about it? And when he answered it, you forgot about the prayer. And here comes something that moved into your life that you asked him for for months ago and you forgot about it. And then here it is, and you forgot you even asked God. But see, he didn't forget. He never forgets anything that you ask him. Well, I don't see it. It's because you're not looking. Because he's already done it. He And anything that you want from him, he's doing it. He's working on your behalf. He does not ignore his children. He doesn't ignore his children. Amen? He just doesn't. Praise God. God's already taken care of it. And he's done it just for you. Like he, this is, this is his job. Amen. It's his job to take care of us. So stop worrying and cast your cares. All of the blessings work when you are in the rest of God. Everything works for you. When you enter into his rest, you know what you're saying to God. You're saying to God, you handle it. And I'm just going to trust you. See, there's a trust issue. In entering into the rest. That's why most of us don't. Or we'll enter in for a couple days. And then before you know it, we're back in the flesh handling things again. Amen. And see, we, we need to pray in the spirit, get in our word, and allow the word to work. This is why word don't work for us so much. Because we don't give it time. Or we're not trusting it or believing it. When you enter into the rest of God, you say, oh, when the devil tried to bring it back up to you, you say, "Uh uh-uh, I I gave that to God. That's God's business. It's not my business anymore. That's God's business, and I'm not taking it back. Because you see how the devil does. He be saying, see what they did? Take it back. You handle it. You don't let people do you like that. Amen. But God encourages you. We need to stop following the wrong voices. That voice of encouragement is coming from God. And it's in the, it's found in the rest of God. So really rest is when you are in the faith of God. And you're trusting him for what you need. And you just refuse to pick it up again. 
And you say, uh uh-uh, devil. I'm not picking this up. I'm not going there no more. I'm trusting God with this issue, and he's taking care of it. Faith is in the rest of God. Amen. When you rest in the Lord, you stand in the word and on the word of God. And in the peace of God. So when you stand in, in, in the rest of God, you're in faith and you're in peace. Amen. You're in peace. In other words, you don't pick it up and start worrying again. Now, I've done that. And then I said, uh-oh. I thought I gave it to God. And so, you know, I, I'm sorry, Lord. And I say, take it back. Here it is again. You keep doing that until you stick with it. Amen. Amen. God doesn't condemn you because you take stuff back. But if you keep taking it back, he don't like that. That's called disobedience. It's something you're not doing right. But everybody has to be taught. Amen. God is teaching us by his spirit. Keep standing on the word. It's part of your rest. See, when you are in rest, you know God is going to do something. Whatever it is that you're looking for him to do, when you're in rest, you know he's going to do it. Because he's already confirmed what he's going to do from you and you ain't turning back. And you say, I refuse to take it again. I'm not doing it. I'm going to stay with God. I gave it to him. See, the good part is when you catch yourself and you say, "Uh uh-uh. I'm not going to take this back. I'm going to stand in God's peace, stand in his presence, and stand in his anointing because I'm standing in his victory. And I'm not going to take this situation back because this God is going to work this out for me. And so that's where your faith, see, when you rest in God, your faith gets stronger and stronger. It doesn't get weaker and weaker. It gets stronger and stronger. And the longer you're in a situation, your faith grows even more and more. You don't get weaker in faith. The Bible says Abraham was strong in faith. Amen. After he had a wrong baby. But he, he got there. He made some mistakes, but he got there. It says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. And so we can do, God doesn't put anything before you that you can't do. We can do this. Amen. We just have to get out of our minds and get out of self-pity and defeat. See, some things the devil will tell you is a defeat. and You, you won't do it. It's, you, you feel defeated before it even get done, before you even give God a chance. Amen. But trust, trust the rest. Trust his presence. Amen. And follow his pattern. Of peace and joy. See rest has a pattern. It has a rhythm. Amen. And and so it it's a, a, a thing where God. Uh, how can I say it? He's crafting. If I can use that word. Or honing us. To be more than we are. And to cleanse us. And teach us. And encourage us to be more than we think we are. See, your mind is is telling you. The, your mind is always going to tell you, you ain't this, you ain't that. Yeah. Amen. That's the devil's favorite song. Because he don't want you to know who you really are. And so that's why people who are not sure of their identity don't want to get in the presence of God. Because they don't feel worthy. Or they feel naked. I'm naked. Like Adam and Eve. And so 
they don't want that exposure or feeling of exposure. And so what you do is run from God like they did. They were all God and them, Adam and Eve, they were one until sin came in, in the garden. After sin, they were running from him. They didn't know him anymore. They And, and uh, God asked Adam, why did you run? Why did you hide? And he said, because I was scared. Well, why were you scared? Because I didn't want to be exposed. Amen. I was naked. And God said, well, who told you that? Amen. When you come to him, <clears throat> you come to him in spirit and in truth, weak, naked, whatever. But you come and you get into his presence expecting him to build you up. <clears throat> expecting him to make you feel more than. Expecting him to hide you in the cleft of the rock. Amen. To make you feel secure and better than you felt before you even went to him. Amen. I mean, it is a time in this season or this new era where we must trust what God has already said. We have to trust him. And this is why we get these suddenly surprises or these suddenly things that God does for us because you cannot let go of his word. You can't let go of his promises. You cannot let go. Amen. You have to stay with him until you get what you want. Amen. Rest have a humbling effect. That's the other reason why people don't like rest. Because it's a time where you shut up and let God speak. Amen. But when you do this, it causes a non-worry status. Don't ask me where I got that from. You move into a non-worry status when you rest in God. Amen. When you allow him and you trust him, I don't care what your paycheck says. I don't care what your bank account. I don't care what anybody think about you. You don't go for that because the devil is a liar. Amen. He is a liar. God doesn't expect us to fix things. That's his job. And all that stuff, worrying, all the worries of the day. He just expects us to flow in his pattern of rest. See, rest is a flow. You know how you get in the pool and you lay on your back and you just kind of float? Now, some of you will sink. I already know that because you don't know how to swim. Or you don't understand buoyancy, something. But you know how it is when you just lay back and float. That's kind of like how you rest in God. You just let him take you where he wants to take you. And you you stop fighting the waters because you're going to sink if you do that. But you just lay back and just allow him to take you where he wants you to go. Following his pattern and not fighting the waves, fighting the water. All that fighting will make you sink. Amen. But you have to follow his rhythm, follow his voice, his plans, his purpose. Everything is this is about God. It really ain't about us. See, that's where we get this mixed up. Oh, it's all about me. All about me. Well, it is in a sense, but it's all about him. Amen. (laughs) It's all about him. (laughs) And we forget that. You know, this is his show, not ours. 
So see, keep, keep seeking the kingdom. This is why Matthew, what is it, five or six, some, it says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added. We don't have to lose our minds because we're in need. We don't have to lose our minds because we have opposition. We don't have to lose our minds. Amen. Because God is with us. Hallelujah. And he fights for us. The blessings of God will work in your rest. Amen. There's blessings. The, the, uh, we're uh, in covenant with God. If you're born again, you're a covenant person. And Abraham is our father. And because Abraham is our father, we have special covenant blessings. A command blessing, in other words, is on your life. Now, this is what some people need to understand. If there's a command blessing on your life, you won't, you won't have to do it out very long. Shape up. Amen. And God will bless us. Amen. But see, we won't, sometimes we get rebellious because we want to have our way. Amen. God, He understands. Look, He knows me better than I know myself. He knows what I need. You know, God knows what we like better than we know what we like. Amen. Now that seems not true, but he knows what we like better than what you, we know. God knows what we like. Amen. And he knows how to please us. And likewise, we don't need to know how to please him. We can. We can if we spend enough time in his presence. Um, it, I'll give you an example. When Mary wiped his hair with, with I mean, used her hair and wiped Jesus' feet with her, with her tears. She knew what he needed at that point. It seems like a dumb thing. Her sister didn't do it because she was more in the natural. But Mary seemed to understand God. And she knew what Jesus needed. And it was all about timing and what was about to happen. And so she wiped, thank you, she wiped Jesus' uh, feet with her hair. And it seemed like a strange thing to do, but if you're in him and you're on one accord, you're in his rest and you understand, you have a relationship with him and you understand what his needs are. Because like I said, it's not just about what we need. It's about what about what God needs from us. Let me tell you something. God is a jealous God. He needs our affection. And we're steady looking for some other human being to give our affections to. What about God? He wants our affection. And that's why the Bible says he's a jealous God. Because he wants you to pay him some attention too. Amen. Well, that didn't go over real well. But that's the, that's going to save somebody. Amen. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is a jealous God. And so we don't want to waste our time. I don't know why I can't find Deuteronomy. I'm looking for it. Here it is. Deuteronomy 28. I just want to go by. I know I only got like four minutes. Let's see. So I'm going to say this again. When you are in the rest of God, there's blessings. We, we have a command blessing on your life. In other words, it's like this. When you're born again, it's impossible not to be blessed because there is a command blessing on your life. Amen. 
a command blessing. That's that you'll get that blessing no matter what. Amen. So I'm going to read you a couple of these things. If you enter into God's rest, you'll see them in your life. Uh, let's see. Verse two, 28, two, it says, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Now, why does it say they will overtake you? Because it's a command blessing. Nothing can stop it. Can't nothing stop this. Okay. They'll overtake you because you obeyed the voice of the Lord God. Verse 3. Bless you shall be in the city. Bless you shall be in the country. That means wherever you move. Uh, amen. Whether you move in Dallas, Texas or Cincinnati, Ohio. Favor follows you. And the blessings overtake you. Blessed shall you shall be the fruit of your body and produce produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and your offspring of the flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Amen. So all your food is blessed and it will not run dry. Your pantry won't run dry. Bless shall be you when you come in and bless shall be when you go out. Amen. So when you're born into this world, you're blessed. When you leave, you're blessed. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face. And they shall come out against you one way and flee from you seven ways. <laughs> it's like this. Get out of my face. God says, get out of her face. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse and in all to which you set your hand. So you won't fail. That's a non-failure clause right there. Because whatever you do, you will be blessed. Whatever you set your hands to will prosper. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, yet just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all you have to do is just obey God. God don't tell you anything hard to do. Everything that he tells you to do is simple. You know why? Because you're not doing it on your own. You're not doing it by yourself. Amen. But the command blessing, you will see it if you enter into his rest. Amen. Okay, so why don't we stop? Father, we do thank you. Hallelujah. We praise you and we lift you up in Jesus' mighty name. We love you, Father. We bless you and we give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah.